Is it difficult for you to understand people when they speak in English or to speak in English yourself? In this episode, you will learn one way to help your speaking and listening in English. You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to episode 59 called Better Speaking and Pronunciation in English, Part 2. Paradigm English. Hey, everybody. The fluency course for intermediates is now open. Check the description for the link to apply. Hey, good to see you. This is the Living in English 365 podcast where I coach you to a higher level of English. In fact, I help intermediate proficiency level non-native English speaking adults just like you with their three biggest challenges to success in English. Speaking, listening, and vocabulary. I'm your host, Ashley Roan from ParadigmEnglish.com in Oklahoma in the United States. Follow me at Paradigm English on Instagram. All right, so the Fluency Academy course application is now open to intermediate B2 proficiency students. The price of the beta course is currently $385 for just one more day. So apply and sign up now for the seven-week beta course. Today, you'll learn one way to improve your listening and speaking, a twofer, as we sometimes say. That means you're getting two of something, which is fantastic. By the end of this podcast episode, you will be able to chunk your thoughts better to make it easier for people to understand you and for you to be understood. Speaking of chunk, tell me, which do you prefer, chunky or smooth milk? Write which one you prefer for episode 59 at livinginenglish365.com. Let's get started. I hope you all chose smooth milk and not chunky. If you drink milk, milk from a cow, that is... What's it called when it goes bad? It's sour or it's rotten. Personally, I don't actually like milk. In fact, I've been a vegetarian for a decade and mostly a vegan these days. What about you? All right. I want to tell you a little bit about why this came to be because it's such a weird thing to say. So this chunky or smooth milk is from a commercial from a company here called Mint Mobile. I don't use their services and I don't even know what they sell, to be honest. But I remember this commercial of theirs that was released about the time uh, COVID-19 started. Many of us have gotten chunkier during this pandemic because we are not as active as before. But this commercial had nothing to do with that. In fact, l let me tell you about it. It starts with some dude talking about the monthly price of internet, right? How low it is. And he comments, that's not right. So this purple fox, because foxes are purple, says how chunky milk isn't right. And then the next scene, you just see this family pouring, then chewing their milk. Oh my gosh. Yuck. So nasty. Like, who drinks chunky milk? And who chews it? Seriously, I know one of you out there has your hand up in the air, and I, I don't believe you. Not at all. Not one bit. Chunks, if you didn't know, 
are large bits of something. For example, chunks of hair, chunks of chocolate, chunks of fat, and yes, chunks of milk. Chunks for listening and speaking, however, are thought chunks or thought groups. Thought groups help you organize your speech or what you want to say into groups of words that create an idea, meaning one idea. By doing this one thing, you will speak, pronounce, and even understand more English, period, full stop. It's literally that simple. Native and near-native uh, advanced English proficiency students do this. Actually, you probably do the same thing in your first language or any language that you speak. But it's not that easy to do at first. So it does take time to train yourself to do this. In my Fluency Academy course, we do go more in depth on what this is and how to do it. But we're going to actually practice by revisiting a section I just told you about. Here's how this will work. You'll need a pen or pencil and some paper. No, you shouldn't use your electronic device. You should handwrite it. I want you to do this for a few reasons. To review connected speech, which we went over yesterday. Well, which we did last episode and to practice your writing. We're going to re-listen to the section about me talking about Mint Mobile. After that, we're going to take a few sentences from the clip to work on thought groups. Before we do that, though, it's important to know three things. Number one, in writing, we use punctuation as a way to categorize our thoughts, our ideas. In speaking, it's not like that, which is why spoken language is so difficult at first. Number two, English and other languages like it, for example, German, rely on stress to convey meaning. Stress is a whole lesson in itself, but in my fluency course, we go over this and how it can make your English better. You're going to need to use what you've previously learned about stress to listen for content words, which are the focus words of the thought groups. Okay, we're not going to go in depth into stress in this episode. We don't have enough time. Last, number three, you can have more than one thought group in a sentence. Remember, there are groups of words or thoughts of ideas. Now, let's listen again to the first part of my little narrative before. I want you to write this down. Okay, you're going to write the sentence. Well, it's like two sentences. So listen as many times as you need to get the correct sentence. This is a fairly long sentence. So keep this in mind. Do you think we will or will not have more than one thought group? Take a listen. This chunky or smooth milk is from a commercial from a company here called Mint Mobile. So remember, this, this is a long sentence, so you will have more than one thought group. Write your sentence and put your liaisons where you believe I have connected my speech. Then let's move on to our chunks. Okay, what am I talking about? Milk! Mm, thanks. So yes, we are talking, <laughs> we, I am talking about milk. 
So we know the subject of the sentence is related to milk. Perfect. But how can we decide where to put or divide our sentence into groups? Listen for the words that have stress. What types of words are receiving the stress? Which parts of speech? For example, are they prepositions, nouns, verbs, adjectives, etc.? We want one idea per thought group. If you think I have connected my speech, then chances are those words are part of a thought group. In the sentence, I'm referring to quote unquote chunky or smooth. This would be one thought group in the sentence I said. Let's listen again so that we can divide or put a slash between smooth milk and is. So we need to separate them. This chunky or smooth milk is from a commercial from a company here called Mint Mobile. So this idea has been chunked. Wonderful. Next group. We know this group starts with is, but where does that idea end? Here's a tip. Listen for the word stress, as well as which kinds of words receive stress. Prepositions don't, for example, receive stress. Also, what about that connected speech? If words are connected, then they're linked, and that's not the correct place to separate the idea. Whenever you separate an idea wherever it's not supposed to be separated, your idea that you're trying to communicate is not being accurately and effectively communicated to the listener. So sometimes you'll see um, or hear some students read everything and it's exactly the same and they're speaking too fast. So when people are doing that, for example, you're communicating something. If you're speaking really fast and everything that you're saying seems like one very long sentence, meaning very one, one very long uh, thought group. So let me give you a couple of examples of this and um, explain to you a little bit about what it communicates, okay? So I want you to, to think in your mind, what would this communicate to you if you heard someone doing this? Because it's very possible that it's not the same thing as it would be in English, especially um, English-speaking community here in the United States. So let me read um, our section from Mint Mobile, and I'll read another section to you, okay? This chunky or smooth is from a commercial from a company here called Mint Mobile. I don't use the services and I don't even know what they sell, to be honest. So that's the first few sentences there. And as you can tell, I'm speaking really fast. When I'm talking that fast, it sounds like I'm super excited. So there's a cause and effect here. It's going to cause the listener to react a certain way. You're excited, so... It's natural that that person that you're speaking with or those people, uh, they would also be excited. But you have to realize that it's not very sustainable to keep that up. Uh, it requires the listener to really pay attention to you and what you're saying. And that's not exactly what we do in, in language, especially not in English. So here's another example using the same um, sentences. And I'm not going to put these... Um, into the correct thought groups, okay? 
This chunky or smooth milk is from a commercial from a company here called Mint Mobile. I don't use their services and I don't even know what they sell, to be honest. Can you tell how difficult that is? The idea is completely split and I am not putting um, the correct focus words so that I, the listener... Um, is able to understand what I'm saying. So many times students are so focused on what it is that they're trying to say that they don't split their sentence or their thought groups, their ideas into chunks that are comprehensible. So meaning people can understand what you're trying to say. And if you're not doing it correctly, people after a while are going to lose patience with you, to be honest. So it's very important that you practice this. Now, we've already gone over a couple of episodes ago, that is, um, ways that you can practice speaking by yourself. So you need to make sure that you're using those muscles and practicing with those uh, muscles. All right. Now, here's another um, example. Uh, let's see. Basically, the four modalities of English. What did I do wrong? Let's listen again. Basically, the four modalities of English. So what did I do wrong and where did I put my thought groups? More importantly, how should I have divided that sentence into thought groups? How many thought groups do we have? Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that you understood that. So in our sentence um, about Mint Mobile, the second section or the second sentence, we should make our thought group at commercial. The second thought group reads is from a commercial. A commercial is a noun. Oof, we're almost finished. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, share it with your friend to help them improve their English as well. I'm going to let you complete the rest of the sentence. Post your correct thoughts at livinginenglish365.com for episode 59. As an added bonus, let's try a few sentences from Z. It's just 15 seconds, so have a listen. You are going to write the sentences and your links where there is connected speech, okay? So put your liaisons. Then, next, circle the content words. Remember, this is going to help you with your thought groups. Last, divide the sentences into thought groups. Share your beautiful work at livinginenglish365.com. Let's listen in on Z. Uh, currently, I teach basically the four modalities of English. So I teach reading, writing, listening, speaking, and grammar. Okay, so you might have actually noticed that that is the sentence or sentences that I said a little bit before when I was giving you an example of misgrouping or, you know, not correctly doing your thought groups. All right, so I'm going to play this again for you and one more time. And that's going to be the episode. Uh, currently, I teach basically the four modalities of English. So I teach reading, writing, listening, speaking, and grammar. And the last time. Uh, currently, I teach basically the four modalities of English. So I teach reading, writing, listening, speaking, and grammar. 
Well, thanks so much for your hard work this episode. Hey, I am Ashley Roan from ParadigmEnglish.com and the Living in English 365 podcast. Don't forget to write down your sentences there, make your liaisons, and make your, um, well, that's connected speech, but make your divisions in the sentences where you think the thought groups are. Last but not least, the fluency course is now open to B2 students and uh, the link is in the description. Now, if you're not at a B2 level, don't worry. This is just the beta version. We're testing some things out. So, you know, check back with us a little bit later. Now, I want you to be B2 because we need to all kind of be at the same level. If you're a little bit lower than that and everybody's more advanced, you're not going to get the most benefit out of the program in that case. All right, guys. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Be sure to check the description below for all resources and links. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends.